The 2022 playoffs are officially about to be underway. Let's talk about it. Good morning, good afternoon, whatever time it is in your area, it's October 22nd, a Saturday morning, an eventful Saturday morning as we just saw the playoff the playoff matchup announcements just came out by the IHSAA. Let me tell you, I'm, I'm dead beat tired, I was up all night, um, haven't had breakfast yet, um, yeah, I'm, I'm starving for some nutrition right now, but... We've got playoff football to talk about, so that can wait. Um, instant reactions. I thought. I think the state did a pretty good job. There, there was gonna be a matchup that people aren't gonna like. I think that matchup is gonna be Lindmar versus Prairie. They literally played last week. That's just boring for the players to be honest, and also just kind of like terrible for Lindmar in a way. They literally just beat them, and they have to play them again, and they're on the road again. So. Um, we'll talk about each game, every single game, each pod. Um, I have all the pods pulled up. We're going to go in depth on each game because it's playoff time. Each, each team is going to get their shine because these top six teams have deserved it. So, um, hope everyone is doing well. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure to, uh, retweet, share the podcast. Um, I'm going to be pumping out content now, uh, the schoolwork's going to take a little bit of a back burner now, considering that we're in the playoffs finally. So, let's dive into pot A. We're going to go uh, A, B, C, D order, um, and then we'll just go with kind of the higher seeds first, talk about them. So, um, as for, re- I'll talk a little bit about the top 16 teams. Like, Waukee didn't make it, sucks for them. Um, they had to, they just had to pray that either Muscatine would beat Davenport West, which we'll talk about it soon, but Davenport West absolutely obliterated Muscatine. And um, uh, they also, or if they beat Dowling, it would be like a 12 seed probably or something like that. Um, so they they kind of had their backs against the wall. It wasn't really in their own destiny because they are playing Dowling, and Dowling, I mean, they have looked unbelievable um, since losing to Southeast Polk. Um same with Southeast Polk with Abu Sama. Uh, people got to remember they're undefeated with Abu Sama on the field. So, that being said, let's dive into the matchups. So, we've got in our pod A, we've got Dowling, the one seed, 8-1 and one on the year. One of the most balanced teams. I mean, that offensive line is ridiculous. They have a Penn State commit in Jackson Smolik at quarterback. Um, their wide receivers... None of them are like Moss. They're going to Moss you. Jalen Thompson kind of has that ability. And don't get me wrong, Cooper Nicholson also has that ability. But they're just so clean with their routes. No corners have really guarded them that well this year. I'm, I'm Just out the top of my head, I can't remember a time that these wide receivers were shut down. I mean, Cooper Nicholson's been phenomenal. And then you've got Jalen Thompson and uh, Bo Gamble. Those three have been just the elite core wide receivers. Um, and then they're running game. They have the best running back stable in the state, 
I think, in my opinion. Yep, I'm, that, I'm not going to say I think. I know they have the best running back stable in the state with Rashad Davis and C.J. Phillip. Both those guys, uh, their yards per carry are above, I think, seven. Um, <laughs> I think Rashad Davis averaged like 23 a carry um, last night, even though he only had like three carries. So a little bit of an outlier. But, um, I mean, their defense does worry. I. It's weird. They do, I feel like they don't have a, a dude on their team. That is ridiculous based off just the like when I'm watching, but they're just so they're all balanced. They make their tackles, they're physical. Um, and I mean, I, I sometimes worry about their secondary, but I'm I would not be worried if I were a if I were a Maroon fan about our like defense yet because our offense is damn good. So moving on, we'll talk about their opponent a little bit. Davenport West, they're coming in at six and three remarkable season this is like a storybook season um they uh literally i think went like one in eight last year so they were one of the worst teams in 5a and they this year brady hansen has kind of put the team on his back their defense gets a lot of turnovers uh they looked great last friday or last night i should say i mean ty kozad still got his but they shut him down for the most part, especially at the beginning of the game, which they needed because they jumped out to like a 21-zip lead. So Davenport West is an interesting team, but this draw is like terrible. Like they're going to get decimated by Dowling on the road. They have to travel. Dowling's, it's the playoff. Dowling is a different type of Dowling. That's kind of been the talk ever since they started the streak of seven years or whatever. They, they, jump in a different gear because usually at least when I've paid attention remember I'm I'm first year out of high school right now like I paid attention to high school sports like sophomore year probably um since then it just feels like Dowling always gets either a loss or maybe two in the regular season people say eh Dowling I don't know if they're gonna go that far and they just literally turn it on in the playoffs last year I guess they got beat by Southeast Polk but that's literally the eventual champ, and they played in Altoona, so that's kind of a tough draw. Um, I like Dowling in this one. I like them like a minus 28 favorite. Um, I think that's pretty good uh, for them. I, minus 28 sounds pretty accurate. It's at home. I don't know if starters will even play the entire game, but I, I, I just – they're overmatched. Davenport West is overmatched athletically. Their scheme kind of – is built on running the ball, and I honestly, I just think Valley, I mean, Dowling is going to just be able to shut that down pretty easily after watching some film. They haven't played each other. I think, I don't know if they played each other. I could look unbound, but um, they, it's a foreign opponent, I guess, if you're saying that as a Davenport West fan, you could be like, we they haven't seen us play yet, but I, I'm pretty confident with Dowling taking this one. Um, moving on to the next game. This is an interesting one. Uh, Kennedy versus Waukee Northwest. Uh, eight and nine seed matchup. It's at Kennedy. Um, for this game, I'm in, I mean, Waukee Northwest is coming off a win. Same with Kennedy. Kennedy dominated Dubuque Hempstead. Waukee Northwest, um, defeated Urbandale pretty handily, but their defense played well, but uh, Peyton Roddinghaus, uh, Urban Dale's quarterback, was hurt. So it was kind of – they did a quarterback by committee kind of weird thing. It was like wildcat slash sometimes passing slash – it was weird. Um, 
But uh, I think Milwaukee Northwest is my favorite, mainly because of what we saw from Kennedy against Johnston. Um, if you look at that game, I think it, it was just and like their pass coverage wasn't there. Uh, that being said, Milwaukee Northwest is gonna run the ball. They're not gonna be a team that air raids uh, an opposing team. Now they could do that. It's at this point scheme like that scheme stuff. It's a playoff game. There's going to be difference. They could, there could be a vastly different scheme than what we've seen. But I'm pretty confident Joaquin Northwest is going to run the ball with Brady Grisham. It's just going to come down to do, can they win up front against Kennedy with that heavy blitz packages and elite running backs with Riker or linebackers with Riker Stelling and Michael Mulherin. Um And Andrew Myers on the defensive line is really good as well. Um, I I like I said I like Walking Northwest mainly because of they beat Johnson and Johnson handled Kennedy so um, I'm nervous about Kennedy's offense because Walking Northwest's defense is phenomenal um, they get turnovers they are a good tackling team Chase Lamb Eli Moses guys like them they're they're great um, I'm nervous about the sophomore quarterback Vincenzo I'm. I'm praying to God I didn't butcher that name. Definitely did. Um, I love the Italian name. That's got to be Italian, right? Vincenzo Gianforte. <laughs> I definitely screwed that up. Um, yeah, I like the Wolves. Um, Brady Grisham is going to have to have a big game, though. That's He's going to have to drop probably 170-plus with a couple touchdowns, in my opinion, to win. Um, but he's very capable of doing that, especially with how much he gets the ball. There's a highlight of Brady Grisham literally ending an Urbandale safety's life on a, like, he trucks him. Like, that was the most, like, Madden truck stick I've ever seen. Like, the dude literally just falls back, like, instantly when he makes contact. It was cool. So, that's pot A. Um, I, uh, we won't go deep into the second round of the playoffs, but that would put Dowling versus Joaquin West. That's been a matchup already. Pretty confident that uh, Dowling will beat uh Joaquin Northwest and win that pod, but we'll we'll talk about it. we gotta see what Kennedy's looking like. I mean Joaquin Northwest is looking like in the playoffs. Um wouldn't rule Kennedy out though. It's a close game. I'd put that like minus that's like a six and a half spread. Maybe. Um on to the next pod we've got pod B. The Rams pod. Um so Rams, we love the their running back, obviously Abu Sama, Cyclone fans love him ridiculous rushing touchdown numbers from Abu Sama. Um, he's a freak athlete, elite in space. That offensive line is really good. Um, they're great. They're, they got KP on that line, obviously. Everyone knows him. And they've got a lot of other pieces that people don't know about that are really good. Um, then they've got an, kind of a backup running back, Harrison Gibson. He's quality as well. He runs really hard. And then uh, Connor Moberly, um, Pretty good quarterback. He does exactly what I feel like Southeast Book wants him to do or the coaches want him to do. Just handle the game. He makes those big throws when they need him off play action most of the time. So um, out wide, they got a couple wide receivers that are pretty good. I wouldn't say they're game breakers, but they're they're wide receivers that can make possession catches and route run pretty effectively. Um, Ames is coming into their – they're coming into a – hostile environment to say the least and they're going to be uh massively um at a disadvantage 
defensively against Southeast Polk. Um, Abu Salmas should be able to literally run for like 10 yards a carry, um, especially up front on both ends. I think Southeast Polk just has such a massive advantage. I don't think Saucer is going to have time. Um, I think that Southeast Polk also has some athletes that can maybe contain Jalen Luth a little. Jalen Luth is ridiculously good. I love his uh, – he, he's an amazing talent. I'm excited to see if he's able to go further his career at college, play some football um, in the next level. He's ridiculously good at route running, and he's got some amazing hands as well. As for Ames, I mean, they've got skilled position players. Don't get me wrong. You've got Jamison Poe is really good. You've got Dallas Saucer, obviously, leads the state in passing yards. Broke the record this year for most passing yards in a game. And then you got Jalen Luth um, on the outside as well. The problem is I don't think that Ames has seen an opponent like Southeast Polk. Uh, Dowling, I guess, and we saw that ended. It was 51-7. to um, I don't think they've, like, competed i should rephrase that because they saw they saw dowling i don't think they've competed with a team like southeast polk so there's no reason to really believe that they're going to keep this one close especially in altoona um i've got the rams by a lot probably minus like 35 favorites um again it's playoff football these top seeds aren't going to be playing around at all you get full attention every single week now there's no look around like look around games where you're or look ahead games where you're kind of looking at the next week's uh, opponent or things like that. And coaches don't ever look ahead most of the time, but players definitely do. So um, that's how I feel about the Rams versus little Cyclones game. I've got the Rams taking that one pretty handily. Prairie versus Lenmar, a rematch of literally last week. Now, I mean, there's no point, it feels like, not to take Lenmar because he – they handled Prairie on the road. I mean, this is a game. Lenmar, I mean, they had a touchdown defensively. Uh, their defense shut down Prairie for the most for the most part. I should say completely. Um, and then Carter Henderson looked really good. He had three touchdowns. I'm going to try to see if they've updated the box score on this game because I actually don't want to be spewing stuff that could be incorrect. And they haven't. I can just see it. Uh, Lenmar stats. So, I mean, looking at this, they didn't really get a lot of pressure. They're efficient, pretty efficient with the ball. Rushing, I mean, four yards of carry is all too great. Uh, but they had three forced turnovers. No, two forced turnovers. Yeah, that that'll get you the win. One of them for a touchdown too. So, I like, I, I do like Lenmar in this game. I think they can ease, they can get the dub for sure. Gonna repeat what they did on Friday. Um, I, I will say Prairie, I mean, they do have an advantage here. They're, they're going to get to see what they did wrong for a whole week. They're going to get to scout and be kind of uh, fix what they did wrong. Uh, I mean, this is tough. This is a tough one to pick because there's that, there's that um, motive. Kind of like a revenge game. Like, we won it when it matters or Prairie could say they they can win when it matters and they've got time to recoup the recoup to recover and fix their scheme. But I mean, Lindmar, I mean they they they've handled them. It was twenty eight thirteen. It was not close game 
they Lemar scored every single quarter. Um, I mean, yeah, it's tough to see a path. Like if you just watched, I watched a little bit of last night's game on on K uh, KCRG, I think, and um, I mean, I wasn't too impressed with Prairie uh, offensively. So I, I like Lemar. This pick could change by Wednesday when I actually release them. But I like Lindmar so far. Um, it's no, there's no reason to doubt them. There's no reason to doubt Lindmar after what they did uh, last night. All right, on to pod C. This one's interesting. Um, we've got Ankeny at the three seed. They're kind of the one seed of this bracket. Um, they play Sioux City East at home. Uh, and then we've got also Johnson versus Iowa City High. This pod is exciting. It's mainly because of the Johnson versus City High matchup. I think Sioux City East like just won't be able to really compete with Ankeny, especially in the playoffs. Um, but I think this is an exciting pod offensively. Like they've got we've got the quarterbacks in this are kind of ridiculous. You got JJ Cole, you got Cole Ritchie on Sioux City East. You've got Will Nuss on Johnson, and then Quentin Tran has played really well for CI. Um so especially coming in in that backup side I don't know if they'll have uh Drew Larson I don't think they will so um that's a lot of good quarterbacks in one uh, pod um I I like I said I like Ankeny to handle to see so I'll, I'll give a minus like 28 spread on that um they they should be able to kind of just athletically, there's different. I don't know who's going to guard Jamison Patton. And then they've got Jason Williams, who's starting to turn it on. And then they've also got, like, on defense, just a, a great secondary. And uh, that's what the Black Raiders want to do is pass the ball. So I think that kind of counters their entire uh, their entire kind of – their core offense. I was trying to find the word in there. That counters their core offense, which is passing the ball. Um, yeah, we won't talk too much about that game just because I'm pretty confident Ankeny will handle. That was a big draw for them. I thought they were going to get Valley. Um, kind of a lot of people did, and they flipped and did Sioux City East. I figured Sioux City East would not have to travel to Eastern Iowa because that'd be ridiculous. But um, cause that'd be like a four-hour drive, right? Yeah, so good for them, I guess. They don't have to travel four hours, but they probably would have had a better chance at winning. But. Uh, you gotta have fans come support, and fans can't come support if it's a four-hour drive. Um, Johnson versus Iowa City High. This game, this game, I'll go a little more in depth on. Extremely excited for this matchup. So we got Johnson. They've looked. They much improved from last year. I really like them at quarterback with Will Nuss. Rush rushing wise, I don't think they have an elite secondary. I mean, elite rushing attack. I don't know why I said secondary. Um. They do have Jacob Simpson is phenomenal. He's a great receiving tight end. Uh, I imagine he's a good blocker. I haven't watched, like, blocking film. Um, and then we've got um, also they, they have, like, Rex Woodley out there. Um, they've got a bunch of good, just solid wide receivers out there that can run their routes, make catches. Um, as for their defense, they're actually extremely good. They Force like four, eight turnovers in their past two games. Um, 
they've got the sack leader, I think, or at least tied or second in Aiden George. Um, he's had a phenomenal year. JT Freeman's an exceptional player on that defensive line. And then they've got a really good secondary with Steve McCoy, um, Jerry Klein, Klein, I don't know if I'm saying that name right, but they've got a good secondary as well. And then Tay Proctor is really good too. Um, as for City High, City High, Ben Keeter, they've got Achille Maddox. Um, he's really good. Defensively, I don't know if they're going to be able to hold, especially like on their secondary. I believe they lost two corners or at least one corner um, in the secondary So due to injury. So I I think they're going to have trouble with the passing attack. Um, Johnson kind of is a weird, like I feel like sometimes they pass like only <laughs> and then they'll have a game like last night where they just kind of run the ball. And that means their coaches are smart. They know their advantages are not just sticking to the same routine. They're switching it up. So there's two different teams of Johnson. They'll either try to run the ball or their defense will drop four turnovers and just give them short field every single game. Um, that That's what it's looked like and felt like. Their defense has really carried them the past couple of weeks, although their offense is performing. Um, so it's kind of a team effort, I guess. City I. I mean, Ben Keeter is going to have a big game. We know this. Um, it's what he does. He's an All-American. Um, but I, I just doubt their ability to win it with a one-man show. I think Achille Maddox can make some plays. Um, but what I will say is Dowling, when when Johnson played Dowling, um, Johnson had it close through three quarters. City I through three quarters, I think it was like 21-0. to zero. And um, and Johnson was able to score in that Dowling defense, while City I just didn't score. Although they were, they did have multiple like fourth and goal situations. So I mean, I, I like Johnson, especially at home. But I'm not sold. It's like a I'm a sixty forty on that game. I'm a sixty percent Johnson, forty percent City High. So we'll move on to the next game. Uh, Pod D, we've got PV in this one. Um, PV is the kind of the one seed. Valley's the 12 seed. They're playing uh, PV on the road. And then Cedar Falls and Centennial. So, uh, to start off, PV, tough draw. They got to play Valley. And Valley, we all... Now, this isn't the same team from last year. Do not get me wrong. But PV got embarrassed by Valley last year. I mean, it was like 42... Or like 49 to like 12 or something. I, I don't remember exactly. Valley is just... They're they're kind of a, such a sleeper team. Uh, the Dowling game kind of scared me a little bit. Because they literally straight up got dominated. But um, I think this Valley team is still really good. I mean, Zay Robinson is starting to get going. Um, they've got Bryce Anderson, Aiden Price. Provenza just gets... He's mobile and a, kind of a dual threat. It's it's tough. I'm I'm really interested to see um, how Valley like just shapes up. Um, as for let's see, I mean they've got yeah Darius Mason is really good too. This game is crazy. This game is gonna be crazy. I'm I'm actually so I, I wish I could go to this game just because I feel like it's. I said it last year. They're very contrasting styles. Uh, at least it was last year. And PV is going to run the ball exceptionally. They should be able to get a good amount of uh, of 
rushing yards per like a good amount of rushing yards at least because Valley's defense I want to say is like crazy good but they're they're actually pretty solid there I think they're a little bit better than they were last year at least so I think Valley has a real chance to win this game I, I'd favor Valley right now I think PV is going to come in almost as kind of an underdog at home which is kind of crazy to say because there's that metro talent everyone knows in the back of their mind that the metro talent just has dominated Iowa PV just the their past two times they played CIML comp They've been dem- demolished. I mean, last year against Valley and then Southeast Polk. Um, they're going to get a run at it again with a lot of the same guys I've seen CML talent over and over again. But at based on the past two games, I wouldn't say this is a uh, – that would change. And it's not like PV has just dominated the entire eastern side of Iowa easily. I'd say they dominated City High and – They've dominated numerous opponents that just aren't good. Lenmar, 14-7 in overtime they won. And I wouldn't say Lenmar is this crazy great team. I mean, they got demolished by Southeast Polk. And then um, they it was close at half against Iowa City West. I wouldn't, I'm not going to fault them too much for that. Last game type of, like, it was their last, Iowa City West last game. You sometimes see these teams that have had like a disappointing season just revive themselves for that last game of the season because they're like, whoa, this is actually the last game of the season we want to perform. Um, so, I don't know. It's I'm, I'm favoring Valley as of right now. Cedar Falls versus Centennial. Interesting, another Eastern Iowa versus Central Iowa. This is kind of the, the pod D is the pod of like Eastern Iowa versus Central Iowa. Um, Cedar Falls versus Centennial. Cedar Falls, uh, passing wise, they don't really have that great of a attack. Um, their rushing attack though, with Drake Gelhaus and their offensive line is really good. Uh, they've been kind of carrying them through the season. Um, Cedar Falls coming off of winning against the Big Senior, pretty. I think it was twenty-four to seven or fourteen. What was it? What was it? Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. So I don't absolutely cruise. Okay, 24-14. Yeah. Um, and then Centennial's coming off. They played Des Moines. They demolished Des Moines. 56-0, I believe. So Centennial won or defeated Cedar Falls handily. It was like 28-7 in the third quarter. 28-14. It was the final. Um, I The thing is, Cedar Falls is playing in the dome. And Cedar Falls is just a, usually a different team in the dome. I don't know if I we saw that that much this year. I mean, Kennedy, that was kind of one where you're like, whoa, they demolished Kennedy at home. But they lost to Prairie at home pretty handily. So, I mean, previous years, I, I feel like they're undefeated at home. They just dominate. Uh, I don't know what it is. Just them playing on that turf is different than other team when uh, another team plays on that turf. But um, I like Centennial. I mean, I'm sorry the the central Iowa bias, you can call it, is showing, but um, I I don't know what Centennial, I mean, Cedar Falls is going to, I don't think they're versatile offensively. I think they kind of have to win one way, which is Drake Gelhaas. I think Centennial is going to be ready for that. Um, I'm, I've been a little bit concerned with Centennial's ability to stop the rushing attack. Um, I was really high on it, like through week five. And then since then, I've kind of lost my faith in it because they've been kind of ran on 
a couple of times. I mean, Abu Sama ran over them. You can say Abu Sama runs over everyone, but you'd at least expect a little bit of a halt. I mean, he had like 178 total yards and three touchdowns that game. And then, um, what's another game that they kind of got? Oh, Sioux City East was weird. They like they just couldn't tackle uh, Brecken Scottsdale, I believe his name is. And then Waukee Northwest, Brady Grisham just looked more physical and bigger and stronger than them. But I don't think Cedar Falls has a – I mean, Drake Gallus is really good. I don't think – I think Brady Grisham would be better in that offense as of now since Brady Grisham is just so physical at running the ball. Um, I like Centennial, though. Um, we're gonna be, It's going to be interesting to see, I think, that uh, Trent Smith is good or healthy. I'm not sure he didn't play against Celtics Pope. That's why I'm questioning it. I, I have to check the stats to see if he played. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't play him just so he's, like, health, fully healthy. Um, no, he played. He played. Uh, three for four. A big game against uh, against um, uh, Des Moines East. All right. Um, I'm actually looking at these stats to make sure I don't miss it. All right, yeah. No, not really. All right, so that's all the games. Um, as for, I mean, we could kind of talk about last night. Last night, I mean, we saw Dowling dominate once again. Um, uh, Lamar got a massive win. Didn't end up really mattering it, sadly. Um, what else happened? I mean, it wasn't that crazy of a night. To, you know, Joaquin Northwest beat Urbandale. Pretty predictable if you knew they didn't have their quarterback. Uh, PV struggled with five City West first half and easily pulled away later. And Davenport West absolutely obliterated Muscatine. I feel like those. Oh, Johnson handled the uh, Ames. It was like ten to three at half, and then they pulled away and won like thirty-one to, or what? Thir- yeah, thirty-one to nine. So, uh, let's check the time. Make sure I'm not venting too much here. Um, where are we at? Thirty minutes. That's perfect. Perfect. Quick episode. Uh, we'll be coming at or I'll be coming at you with more content later today uh, I appreciate everyone uh, checking me out pause um, checking out the podcast and uh, uh, I hope everyone has a great day it's playoff football let's get pumped next Friday can't come soon enough